This portion of the show is brought to you by Namarco's Pizza. Order online at namarcospizza.com. This is the Jeff Orbit Show. All right, welcome everyone. Thanks for listening. Mark Howitz here with me to maybe go over the takeaways from last night's Iowa caucus. I mean, we could probably hit on that. We could hit on that. Where we yeah. see that going. Um, where we see that going for Arizona. I guess I guess on A dot Arizona Department of Transportation, and I would call this the carrot and the stick with highway dollars that's on full display. I think you read the article. I got to yeah. talk with Jeff.com really about this. Worth reading. Yeah, well, well worth reading. Um, and I'm not saying that just because I wrote it. <laughs> well, it's brief and it's informative and it makes the correct points. I like that the. Uh, website automatically puts how long it takes to read things now, our website. So like really? two minutes, you know, it'll oh. say there. So you know you're in and out and you're get, getting enough facts to get you interested and then hopefully listen to the show. So that must be the average person because I'm that guy that reads slow and I know it because when I go to tourist sites and they've got the information sign there, I'll walk up at the same time as other people and they walk away when I'm only like halfway done reading. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean... Start speed. I mean, maybe you need AI. Just start reading to you, do. right? Something like that. So, uh, also, let's get into the age of adulthood. When, when does it? When are you actually an adult in America anymore? It seems like we're pushing that out further and further. I think you got an example in New York. Um, what is it? Twenty one. Twenty one. Your parents are responsible for you until you're twenty one. At this point, <laughs> I mean, crazy. come on already. Uh, and let's see. I, oh, in the second hour, you need to stick around. I got another candidate coming on. This one for the Legislative District 7 House race, and that's Steve Slayton. Uh, this one, I, I think this race, which a lot of you are in that district, it goes from like Southern Flagstaff to Verde Valley areas, Payson, White Mountains, very contentious on the Republican side. And it's, it's, a, it's a battle for two positions out of – there's four people running for two seats, right? And there's two camps that I see forming. So are the incumbents, it's Cook. Cook is actually running, and yeah. we have, we're working on scheduling him. He's actually running um, her, Senator Wendy Rogers and Representative Cook. Representative Cook is currently the House representative for, right. for our district here. Right. Um, so is he running for the Senate? He's side? running for the Senate against Wendy Rogers. Okay. So that's going to be... I think probably explosive. So this is a constant problem in Arizona. Each district has one senator and two representatives, and you can only serve eight years in either house continuously. And then you have to switch houses, which is what a lot of them do. They'll serve eight years in the Senate, switch to the house. But the problem is when they do switch, there's two guys in the house that want to move over to the Senate and only one senator that needs to move over to the house. And it creates a problem where someone's getting ousted. Yeah, and there, then then there's a battle between two sitting members, for example. Right, um, and that's what that's what we're seeing with Cook and Rogers. I'll get both of them on, but the other side, you've got um, four Republican candidates. Uh, two of them are in the legislature right now. One of them was in the legislature, and then Steve Slayton's vying to be in the legislature. Okay, um, so it's interesting, and I, it's um, there's been some court uh, issues between former state representative Walt Blackman. And Steve Slayton, who's coming up at five on the second hour. Does this have to do with where they live? or No, no, no. This else? has to do with, well, let me get the wording for you here um, so I get all this right. It is a judge threw out a case that well, Walt Blackman brought an injunction order against Steve Slayton, I think back in March of 23. 
uh, for a bunch of issues, which we'll get into with Steve, and then when Walt comes on as well. And then a judge just threw that out in December, just a month ago, in Superior Court, saying that lacked evidence. So there, there are kind of, <laughs> there's this battle going on. So you can uh, see that there's two kind of sides formed on this. And, contention, and yeah. I think Walt Blackman's running with current representative uh, David Marshall. Okay. So we'll see how it all. Anyway, we'll try to get down. I, I want to get away from that as quickly as possible with the candidates and get to like, why are you running? Yep. What are you? Why what's your stance? Yeah. What What do you stand for? What's your record? What's your yeah. record? What do you want your record to be going forward? Things like yep. important things. Can I stand you? You know. You know, and to be honest, <laughs> most Arizonans cannot name one of their legislators. No, it's pretty sad. You know, if you if Wendy Rogers is your legislator, you probably know because she's very famous in the news. She, she is. She's but, very vocal. <laughs> very vocal. But if the you know if the news hasn't been on your back and you're not super vocal, you you probably have no idea who this person is that or any of the three people representing you in Phoenix. No, no that and would you, be my guess. And when you go to the, to the ballot box, you're just going to be like, all right, there's an R or there's a D. Yep. And that's all I need to know. Except the primary is a little more challenging because there's four R's. There four will be R's. multiple D's, but this is a very heavy Republican yep. district. Okay, we'll get to all that, so stick around for that. Uh, and we'll put that video and audio up after the podcast, just like last night's video with uh, Sean Fleetwood from The Federalist. And that, that has to do with the Coconino County elections department and the recorder's office and this issue of subscribing to a group that some outsiders have called um, some watchdogs let's call them have called a less left-leaning group so they're subscribing to this group called the alliance to help them with election type stuff and to me i'm like really i mean is this even if your intentions were the absolute best the uh, visual on this is not good when half the country is probably concerned. Well, if if your candidate loses, half the country is concerned about election integrity. And then if your candidate, other the other side loses, the other half is concerned about election integrity, right? It's yeah. the best way to go. So you've, we'll get to that. You've really got to be above the board. Yeah. You can't. You can't do something. Even if it's legal, you just can't do certain things. Yeah. What's the perception as well? So let's get to all that. And that's up at talkwithjeff.com. That's on Rumble. Yeah. Um, thank you for all the hits on that one. And you can subscribe to my Rumble channel by looking up Orvitz, O-R-A-V-I-T-S. Uh, hey, if you get a rock chip in your windshield called Diamond Auto Glass first, they'll take Ooh. really good care Ooh. of you. Did you have... You got one? Oh, so I just spent the weekend in Phoenix. Okay. Coming up on the highway, you hear the pop. Oh, and it's so loud. It's like gunshot. And you look and you're like, oh, no crack. I think I'm okay. It hit the very top of the windshield above the mirror. And so we're driving along. I don't see it until the crack just grows down below the windshield as I'm driving. Yep. Okay. So So you didn't even have the chance to zip on in the diamond and... <clears throat> have them fix, excuse me, have them fix it. Yep. So it, it cracked. So you're, you're a new windshield. I'm a new windshield. Oh, you have coverage? I like do. Insur- so yep. I know Diamond works with uh, insurance companies as well. And you do not have a cheap windshield. Actually, this one, fortunately, was my Jeep Wrangler, which oh. is a super tiny windshield. Yeah. It's okay. not my big truck. Okay. Thank Still God. probably got a camera yeah. in the thing. <sighs> and they got to line that stuff. Oof. So I don't know. Newer vehicle. I'll tell you the result. We'll get with Diamond. <laughs> okay, get with them. Let me know. Let me know what they do with your Jeep's windshield. And if you need a windshield replacement or fix those rock chips, call Diamond, 928-779-4140. 928-779-4140. Or go to thedifferenceisclear.com. Okay, let's switch to the A. Speaking of highways, I ain't been a fan of the dot overhead signs since they put those up, what, 10 years ago they started well, putting those above the freeways? You know, people complain about them. I think they should upgrade them. I think they should turn them into little... Uh, or big TV screens. So you could watch it like a little movie short as you're going by. <laughs> Just something to keep your eyes off the road. So you're going by at 90 and you take the time to get distracted. 
by a little <laughs> a little movie that the state folks at ADOT put up. There. Yeah, that's what we need. I mean, yeah. this this text thing is just takes too long to read. Just give me a visual. Yeah, just give me. Well, here's the thing: they put these things up. I don't know the last ten years or so. I can't get, and I've researched, and I have a feeling if I tried to, you know, go into the belly of the beast of the highway department or whatever, it'd take me forever. I just don't know if I want to put the time into it. Somebody told me years and years ago that each one of those big signs that are hanging over the freeway that tell you it's, you know, 35 minutes to Prescott or some kind of useless mm-hmm. information or car crash ahead or what's the other one? Um, they have the witty sayings. Yeah. Drive yeah. hammered, get nailed or get nailed, get hammered or something about getting hammered. Yeah. Right. Which, they, have, they have witty ones for all the seasons. And yeah. Basically trying to encourage you to be safe. You know, don't be in a hurry. It's going to take you three hours anyway to get to Phoenix because, you know, there's a wreck. Okay. You know, but isn't that distracted driving? Aren't you distracting me by putting this over my head that I got to read and then try to solve your riddle? It's really not helpful, I don't think. I, I don't think And so. if I had to guess, Jeff, and this is a guess, the money for them probably came from the feds. Oh, I guarantee you. Carrot, put them up carrot in the first stick. Place. Carrot stick. Arizona, as bad as we are, is, I mean, we make a lot of mistakes as a state, but we don't do things that stupid usually unless we're getting money from the feds to do it. Yeah, and that's usually how they get you is they get you with that, here's the money, and now we're going to be able to make the rules Yes, and dictate what you do. Well, here's what's going on. So for years they've been putting up, and, and let me get back to the original thought here. I, someone told me years ago it cost a half a million dollars to put one of those up. I think that's very low per sign. But let's just go knows? with half a million. I, I mean, it's probably – much more than that. And I look at that and I say, isn't there a better use of our money? And here's why. And here's why I don't like these signs. I think they're distracting in themselves, but everybody's got a smartphone now. Nobody needs to know how long it takes to get to Phoenix. I should or not Prescott. have to look up for my smartphone at the sign <laughs> when I'm driving. Come on. That's distracting. Okay. Even if they don't have a smartphone, though, they've got. Um, They've got the, the display. you got everybody's a 40-inch monitor. In yeah, your- everybody's got GPS. It's useless information. These things, they missed it by about 20 to 30 years. These would have been really useful in the 1980s and 1990s. Right. Like, give me some useful information here. I think it's a waste of money. I think yep. it's a waste of time. And I think nobody actually needs these dang signs. Now, for years, ADOT has been putting the warnings on there, the, the witty little kind of... Uh, riddles and you know safety messages like right. i said get hammered get nailed type speed thing kills that kind speed of speed kills distracted driving does this and you know on and on the feds have now come in no wait isn't that a little funny to say like don't text and drive and that yet they're wanting you to read it yeah, i know while you drive. It's, yeah it's, I mean, it's this is silly it's ridiculous but um the feds are now coming in and saying that arizona you got two years to stop doing this crap you cannot use the mess. You cannot use those signs for anything other than like safety, like uh, there's an accident ahead or distance. You know, basic yep. facts, no uh, kind of catchy phrases and things like no that. No references to pop yeah. culture. You can't be like pop culture. Yeah, you can't that's be another one. You know, dry drunk at MC hammered. You can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> is, that, is that another one that they did? <laughs> <laughs> so um, they're using that. Okay, where'd the money come from? Well, it came from your tax. So, so let me back up. I don't like the ADOT signs, but what I hate even more is the feds coming in here to Arizona to tell us how to operate the signs above our freeways. Now you cannot say it's coming from your tax dollars. It's not, it's coming from your great grandkids tax dollars at this point. You know, that's, that's a it's good not point. Your tax dollars. Yeah. That's They're a just good printing point. the money. Olivia's grandkids are going to have to pay for it. Yeah. That's a good point. It's not even like it's money you're getting returned that you put in. It's all borrowed money. Yeah. $2 trillion deficit a year. A year. And you get to pay for these overhead signs 
that we really don't even need. But now the feds are coming in and saying, hey, Arizona, you better shape. What are they going to do? I don't well, take away the signs. Take away the signs. <laughs> withhold highway I money. It. I love it. Yeah. I mean, maybe they'll hold, withhold highway money or that's something. Prob- that's, that's usually what they do. Yeah. So that's probably what they're going to do. So anyway, they got two years to, to fix it, I guess. Which is exactly what they did back in, for those of us who are old, like me, mm. and you remember the shift to 55 mile per hour maximum speed. I, I, I can't drive 55. Yeah. And so the whole thing, they didn't tell the states you have to do this. What they said is, if you don't do this, we're going to withhold your fi- yeah. highway funds, and yeah. you won't be able to fix your roads. This is ridiculous. It's absolutely. Why ridiculous. do we have? Why have we allowed in this country the feds to have so much authority over everything that happens? And it's completely unconstitutional. Why aren't we taking care of our own roads? Because doesn't the Constitution say? And forgive me for paraphrasing, but any any rights or any uh, duties not explicitly given to the federal government yeah. belong to the states. Yeah, they and there's they they actually list what the feds can do and everything else they can't do. But we have let the feds take so much control of every facet of our life. So I hate the dot signs, but I will defend Arizona's right to put up stupid things, even though I think they're stupid things they're putting up there and they're wasting a lot of people's time. And I can imagine, I can imagine all the cubicles of people thinking up stuff down in Phoenix, you know, or whatever, and somebody programming, you know, outdated information into these overhead signs. But I do not think that the feds, we got to get away from this stuff, you know, but I just see it getting, this is what happens when 40% of your economy is government based now. Yep. This is exactly what happens. It's just going to get worse. It's going to get much worse. And I, I texted you and I just read some articles about the control the government wants to do in our cars now. Yeah, what'd you see? What, There's what? two different things. It's already passed into law starting in 2026, two years away. Every car will have to have anti-drunk driving stuff. So it'll be a breathalyzer, an eye scan. <clears throat> could be a, the, automakers can determine how they're going to do it. It could be a blood test to start your car. It could be any number of things, but they're are required. I'm cringing. I'm cringing. Required by the federal government now. Law has been passed. Starting in 2026, all new cars must have some kind of anti-drunk driving device in them. I'm trying to think of what it could be, other than like you said, a breathalyzer test. Like, um, you know, because they put those in cars now. If you have a a bunch of DUIs, sure. it's like you got to blow before you you yeah. go here. So breathalyzer uh, test, eye scanning, retinal eye scanning. Yep. So and. You know, the cameras are all being installed in here, so how yep. hard would that be? It's probably technology is probably already there. I Look, I don't want people to drive drunk, but what other things can they control in your life if they start controlling that? What if there's a mistake? Well, I think we've gone over this before. What happens if – let me throw this scenario out for you. Okay, let's, so let's, here's an example. Yeah, give me one. And then I got one that – Because I – How do you know, override this system? Dealing in the construction industry, you deal with a few rough guys now and then. And so <laughs> various guys have had to have breathalyzers in their cars because of stupid mistakes. Yeah. And there's other things besides alcohol that'll set those off. Uh, an example is bananas are treated with a gas to make them ripen. Oh. You apparently can eat a banana, blow in your breathalyzer, and then it shuts your car down. Interesting. And so there, it's not a perfect thing. It, and there's ways around it. You get in the car and you have your kid blow in the breathalyzer. Yeah, so now exactly. they have cameras watching, making, watching, sure, it's making a, sure who's blowing into the thing. And then who's right? watching these videos? Or is it all AI or something? Yeah. What if what if a girl's at a bar and like something gets crazy or she's out on a date and 
maybe she has had some drinks, but she's got to get away from that person. Right. Would you rather have her drive the car or face the um, lots of horrible situation? Way. I mean, you don't know all the consequences of a government decision to do something like that. Yep. Uh, what if I went to a bar and aliens invaded and I had to drive <laughs> away? Would you rather have me get away or get eaten by the aliens? I mean, so here's the other thing that's coming. You know, all these EV cars are all computerized. Everything's computerized. And so the National Highway Safety Board, am I saying that yeah, right? Yeah, and... Something like that. Or yeah. NTSB, National Transportation Safety Board. Yeah, I can't you, you can't keep track of all. I know. And there's actually two. We have a National Highway and Safety Transportation Administration or something like this, and then the NTSB. It's, it's two organizations that overlap quite a bit. Why do we have two? Why don't we have one? That's a whole different story. We've got way too many bureaucrats Acrom- yeah, acron- and acronyms. Yeah. But uh, what they're recommending, and the, they've recommended the second time now, is to actually have speed control in all cars. Oh, Where good. the government can control how fast you go. Hmm. Okay, so here's a here's a scenario. One step away from self driving. You don't always have to brake to avoid a wreck. Sometimes you actually have to speed up to get around something. You know, you're about to someone slams on the brakes in front of you. You don't have time to brake, but you have time to swerve and hit the hit the gas. Look, there's been plenty of times I've been on I-17, and I'm all of a sudden on the left side of a semi. And yep. he's kind of swerving into me. I'm like, oh, man. Or he's it's just driving erratic. Or it could be any car, right? Oh, yeah. And I'm doing 70, maybe the speed limit 75. I'll gun it up to 85, just get around that guy and in front of him. Get to a safe spot. Get to a safe spot because something's hairy, something's going on there. Yep. So they don't know all the consequences or the, uh, the, the things that could arise. It's the exact reason we haven't switched the entire Air Force over to drones. Yep. We still have live pilots because a live pilot can say, hey, I'm about to shoot the missile, but wait, there's a school bus of children. I'm going to hold off. Hold off yeah. The drone is like, target, boom. Yeah, you it's know. the iRobot argument. Yep, you iRobot, the, exactly. You save the kid or the adult, even though the kid has a lesser chance of uh, surviving. Yep. Uh, no matter what the chance is, you always save the kid first. Exactly. 1% versus 99, <laughs> you save the kid. You save the kid. Yeah. So the government wants iRobot in our cars. Oh, great. Okay, that's going to turn out wonderful. I can't wait to see how that all works out. All right. Hey, uh, Desert Gold Exchange, place I've been going to for and ordering from for quite a few years now when we're talking physical gold and silver. Uh, might be a good time to call them up. What we got? $2 trillion? What was the number? $2 trillion deficit? Every year. Every year. And interest rates going up on those uh, treasuries that the government uses to borrow. Uh, I can't tell you how to invest, but I tell you, hey, maybe educate yourself more when it comes to gold and silver. And Justin and his family company at Desert Gold Exchange do a great job of keeping overhead low. They pass those savings on to you so you get the lowest fees and commissions out there for physical gold and silver. And that is guaranteed. Call them up. Mention the Jeff Orvitz Show. Get a free investor's kit. Desert Gold Exchange at 888-852-4343. That's 888-852-4343. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to The Jeff Orbit Show. A good course to take out at Timberline Firearms and Training would be the Stop the Bleed course. If you've done that one a couple of times, yep. I think. Yep. Uh, very important there. It's free. They offer it once a month. It fills up fast. 928-526-7900. Plus, Timberline, five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall, also has a great indoor shooting range. Really important this time of year. Firearms, accessories, Liberty safes. Uh, did I mention ammunition? And all kinds of training courses from... Mm-hmm. new to middle to very high level stuff. And they bring in people too. Rob does the 
uh, CCW, the carry concealed course. Not required in Arizona, but dang good to have for other states, reciprocating yep, states. Check out Timberline Firearms and Training and give them a call. Book one of these courses right now, 928-526-7900. That's 928-526-7900. Once in a while, I'll drive around, Mark, and I'm not big into laws or, hey, saying you got to mandate this, or maybe there should be just self-driving, and are we going that way where it's going to be just self-driving cars um, because someone's driving like like an idiot, but that's part of living in a free society, mm-hmm. I guess, is sometimes you got to deal with that stuff, but do you think they should mandate driver's education, things like that? Should it be, like, renewed? Like, should it be every 10 years or something, or... And I know you're talking about that recently. Yeah. So I think automatically you should have a driver's education for the first time you get a license. Okay. Ever. 16. Even if you wait and you get okay. it at 26, okay. you should still go through the same education. Should Californians who come over here to get a new license in Arizona? Yes. Yeah. They, yes. Should, they should automatically have to. I shouldn't even have to say that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we should have an anti-tailgating course. <laughs> yeah. And my idea was, um, hey, when you get pulled over, instead of having a traffic fine, because fines impact the lower classes in America more than the upper class. 200 bucks to somebody who's living paycheck to paycheck is huge. We get $200 speeding ticket. Yeah. For someone who's a, a millionaire, 200 bucks is like, huh. This I is might as well speed. Might as well speed. It's cheap. Right? But if everybody had the same annoying class they'd have to go to for, say, four hours on driver education. And not, I'm not talking about the defensive driving class. I'm talking driver education. Like, here's how to drive around motorcycles. Here's how to drive around bicycles. Here's the pedestrian laws. And, you know truly educating the drivers. If everybody had to do that, it affects all the people equally. You know, if, if somebody's got to give up four hours of the day, whether you're rich or poor, there it is. You've got to do it. It's a time factor. It's time a factor. factor. So yeah. it's more, a fair. lot of crimes too. Yeah. You know, would it be better that somebody's spending their time or they have to pay a fine? Like you said, some people would be like, yeah, I'll just pay the fine. Yep. But if you actually had to go beside the road and pick up trash for days on end for doing something. For littering. Yeah. For, for, yeah. It's like what, what kind of punishment suits the crime? Exactly. You throw some trash out your window, your cigarette butt out your window. Guess what? You're going to spend a week in the orange jumpsuit on the side of the road <laughs> picking up trash. That would change your perspective a lot quicker than a $50 littering ticket's going to do. Yeah, maybe. I maybe. think. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Do laws work anyway? I mean, do we just have too many? I mean, the legislative session, and we got to spend some time on good and bad laws another time when we have to look through the yep. hundreds and hundreds of them. But are they really even, there's there's so many laws on the book. Has it gotten to the point where it's just become so much that everybody's violating so many laws every day that they, they're washing themselves? I, I, I think we yep. need less laws, actually. Actually, I heard that from uh, someone involved with the police at one time is if a policeman follows somebody long enough, that person is going to break a rule. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you're going to forget to turn signal. You're going to make an improper lane change. You're going to do something wrong. Yeah. At some point. Well, look, yeah, you get a police officer behind you and you're driving. You, you're doing nothing wrong or you have nothing. To, you're still nervous. You're because nervous. You're like, I know I'm going to do something wrong. Right. I'm swerve a little <laughs> bit or do this or that. Yeah. So I don't know. Less laws. I think this country's gone overboard. Uh, the founding fathers would be just their, their heads would explode. 
Yes. If they saw what's going on. All right. If you're selling your home right now in the Flagstaff area, call Kelly Broadus. Uh, Valerie thought it might be a little tricky to sell her home in this market, but she turned to Kelly Broadus and her team. And because of Kelly's massive amount of experience and knowledge, knowledge of the real estate market right here in the Flagstaff area, she knew how to market and sell it. She got the high, get the highest price possible. Um, Val was so happy. She said the whole process was absolutely awesome. Gave her a five star review and recommends Kelly Broadus to everyone she knows. Call Kelly Broadus right now. She can help you out selling your home, walk you through the whole process. She puts a ton into every sale that she does. Uh, she's really passionate about selling real estate. 888-446-5602. That's 888-446-5602. Or go to northernarizonafinehomes.com. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. Mark Howitz here with me. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, you can also comment in the podcast on Rumble, on YouTube as well. Look up Orovitz. Subscribe to those places, please. Subscribe to the website too. And we, I try to put out an article a day if I can, like this morning's A dot article. Um, Iowa last night, anything, any takeaways as you watch that? Any surprises? Uh, obviously Trump winning by what? 51% or so. Yeah. Uh, something like that. 50, yeah, 50 ish, 49, 50. Yeah. It's you know, about half, half. Okay. And DeSantis got 22, 20 ish. Yeah. He's 20, 21 or 22. Yeah. So 19 for Haley. Just a little uh, less. R- Ramaswamy dropped out. Did he drop out? He I didn't did. catch that. Yeah, he, I saw he got eight <clears> percent. <throat> yeah, that was. I mean, he, he was going nowhere. I think he did what he needed to do. The country knows who he is. He's got a lot of good ideas. He's got some not so good ideas. Mm-hmm. He's somebody though that I think may be an active voice and figure in yep. uh, conservative politics going forward. So if that's what you get out of that, and he probably knew that going in, I don't think that's that's a bad thing. And he knew when to get out. He knew, hey, this this is over. It's over. Oh, good. Yeah, so... And then there's the three now. The three. Basically. I mean, there's others, but let's just stick okay, to the here's top three. Besides that obvious takeaway of Trump blowing away the field, you look at Haley getting 19%, call it 20%. So that tells me 20% of Republican voters favor a more left-leaning candidate, which I view Haley as, is more left-leaning than the Trump and DeSantis crowd. Well, 20% that that came out of, they said there was like a 20% turnout. Right. So it's, so, the sample size is not very a, big. It serves as a poll okay. to show you where Republican voters are at. Yeah. You yep. know, 50% are hardcore with Trump. And I'd say DeSantis is, his policies aren't going to be that much different than Trump. I wouldn't expect. I think a Trump voter is, is very similar to a DeSantis, a DeSantis voter. voter. There's just this feud thing going on yeah. that will end. So there's 70, next week. 75% of Republicans who are in that camp. You know, they're pretty staunch pro-life, strong military, strong foreign policy, strong, you know, economic policy. And then there's another 
percent of Republicans that would vote for a rhino, a Republican in name only. I think. Are you are you referring to Haley as a rhino? I think Haley's a bit of a rhino. She's more yeah. of a, a centrist. She has like, a Tea Party person. She's a, she's a she's a warmonger. I think that's what concerns me about her. Yeah, she's not she's not strongly pro life, which not all Republicans are. So you know, the Republican who's not very pro life probably would go for her. Uh, there's a couple of different things about Haley that I think are kind of left. Some things are extremely right, but um, you know, it's that 25% of the party that worries me because mm. if Trump becomes a candidate, those 25% of the Republican party might jump ship and vote third party might not vote. It blows my mind. It really does. It does. As far as if, if Biden or whoever they put in, whoever replace Biden, it's like, it's stark. The differences. Yes. Stark. But this, this out, this outcome in Iowa shows me that 25% of the people are are not in the hardline Republican camp, and they could be swayed into not voting, just not caring enough, mm-hmm. might go for a third party, might even switch over to a, maybe not a Biden, but a Newsom or a somebody else yeah. um, that was more palatable. Maybe Kamala. I, I didn't pull the clip, but she was talking to Gen Zers. Did you hear that one? No. Oh, she was she was just like, I love Gen Zers. I love Gen Zers. <laughs> and she's going on and she's like, if you're a Gen Zer and what what is the year? 2005? If you're 18 and you're a Gen Zer, you were born, you can't believe this in 2005. And it's like, yeah, I, I know. Oh, she's, she's so she's stupid. She's not palatable. She's just I know. not. I, I can't believe they even get a mic in front of her. Like they haven't directed Secret Service to pull her away yep. anytime a mic is there. So it's not going to be her. Uh, America will her. laugh. And for, for us, oftentimes how dumb the electorate seems to have become, they will laugh that one out, out yep. the door because they'll be like, wait a second, this person is really, really, d- this is dumber than our average politician. <laughs> so here's what I find in talking to a lot of people about their political views. And a few things come up that's really disturbing. One is they talk about, is a candidate nice or not? Is a candidate well-spoken or not? Oh, and is geez. a candidate good-looking? Yeah, that's Those always. three things, which should not affect your vote at all, are three of the things that a lot of people look for in a candidate. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's human nature, Mark. I don't like Trump because I'm like, why don't you like Trump? Well, he's just not nice. Well, well, yeah, but talk to me about policy. Well, I don't know his policies, but he's just, just not nice. Like yeah. Or why did you like Obama? Oh, he was so well-spoken. All right, but what policies did you like? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. He's, he's just, just well-spoken. He, he was fun to listen to. Yeah. He's, he's kind yeah. of handsome, young ah. black guy, you know? It's, come on. Yeah, it's so shallow. And then you get the 30-second, 60-second spots and all that. Yep. Um, and it's like, this is all I know about this person. Right. And that's all. Then when you get to the general, that's all. Do I like the person or not? Yep. You know, and, and that's why, I mean, coming up, we have um, continuing with candidate uh, interviews for things that matter in your, in our state and in your local communities. And that's, we have Steve Slayton come up. We're going to have more and more of these candidates. I try to talk to him for at least, you know, 20 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of hear their words and see, is this, it's still hard to tell. And we got to do that multiple, two, three times mm-hmm. to see if this is somebody who is not just a campaign slogan. Yeah. I'm talking, I'm not just talking about my guests coming. I'm talking about overall, every time we bring one of these candidates on. Really, if you're going to vote and you don't know the candidates, you know, you got to go somewhere like uh, Center of Arizona Policy mm-hmm. and they make a checklist of this candidate stands for this, this candidate stands for that. Find the candidate that stands for your views. Forget if you like his hair or his color of his skin or if he talks well. Just look at his views, look at his voting record or hers and decide based on that. Yeah. On facts. Do a blind science. taste test like in the Coke and Pepsi. 
Yeah, right. you know, which one do you like? <laughs> which well, don't you like? taste them. That'd be weird. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know exactly. Saying. Um, what happened with the, because you're a no labels guy, and that is an official recognized party in Arizona. I don't yep. know what candidates you guys have. Um, I'll be interested to see. And uh, then I'm still considering myself. You're still consider what, what, president? No, I mean, you know, maybe something local. I'll probably, probably have to go out and collect two or three signatures to get on the ballot. <laughs> you, the problem, that sounds like, oh, that's not really a lot, but you've got to find these people. It, yeah, it might this be a is like hunting. a rare sighting of some endangered species. There's not a lot of you guys out there. <laughs> but you can also get independence to sign for you, I think. If you I sure about that? I've got to double check. You got to because that changes it all. That's that makes it easy. I don't know if you're right on that. I'm not sure. I'm trying to remember back from when I ran for yeah, office, which I, is a lot of years ago. How long we've been doing this? We should know this stuff. I know. Um, but no labels party is on the ballot here in Arizona. But there's a court case. Was it back east that they're trying to? They've stripped the Delaware. Candidate. Is it Delaware? Joe That's, Biden's oh, Biden's home state. Biden's. You know, they're trying to they're trying to kick the no labels candidate off the ballot. Here's the thing. The Democrats in Arizona tried to keep no labels from becoming a party in Arizona. Actually sued. When they went to court, yeah. Yeah. Which is why I decided to become no labels. I'm like, if the Democrats are working so hard to keep this party off the ballot, I'm with that party, whoever that party is. It could be the, we're the lazy scumbuckets party. And I would still, <laughs> if the Democrats are against him, I'm like, ah. I wonder how many votes the lazy scumbuckets party would get. Probably a lot. Probably, you know, yeah. you, you always it, get 20%. Yeah, you'd get at least at least 20% of the vote. Yeah, I I don't mind opening it up to more parties. I may disagree with, and I don't no labels. To me, I think there's more there than it's like what. Yeah, no labels. What are, what are you really about? Who's yep. really running this? Who's really the powerhouse behind this nationally? Because it's it's an organized effort. You make it makes it sound like this is some spontaneous grassroots thing. I don't I don't think so. No, what's happening now is the uh, the Democrats are trying to circumvent the no labels party rules to put people in power in the no labels party that are actually Democrats. They want to take control of the party. It's really nutty. But, you know, I went, I went to, uh, yesterday was MLK Day, yep. Martin Luther King Day. He's a great man. And I was looking back at the civil rights legislation, 1964, mm-hmm. uh, to see, well, first of all, I want to see who actually passed it. And something like 80% of Republicans voted for it, whereas only about 60% of Democrats voted for it. Um, but if we look at that, if we look at uh, more recently the hospital um, resolution here in Flagstaff. And if we look at uh, a while back, we had a, um, a law about not allowing felons to sue their victims. In all these cases, you can always say one thing is that 20% of the people will always go against whatever it is. There's always 20% that'll vote in favor of the felon, in favor of the hospital, against the civil rights movement. There's always 20%. So interesting third, human dy- dynamic. Dynamic, yeah. yeah. There's always 20% yeah. that want to be the rebel or want to you know, have their motivations, whatever it is. Um, what do you see coming, I, I mean, with the primary uh, here in Arizona, we're talking presidential primary, it's March 19th, I believe. Um, is it even going to matter that by that point? Because that's actually a week after no. Super Tuesday. I no. mean, it's going to be a non, it's not even worth at this point me re-registering as a Republican this from an exactly what I was thinking today, Jeff, was like, should we, me and you go register as Republicans? Just to vote in the primary. Just to vote in the primary. And it, it's really going to be decided by the time yeah, the primary comes yeah. To I mean, I think it's over next week. I think, well, it'll be over for one. Uh, I, well, I don't know. Maybe he'll stick. Or, maybe they'll stick around. Maybe DeSantis and Haley will stick around, thinking that anything can happen with with Trump. Obviously, you've got a couple legal issues that'll go to Supreme Court in February regarding Colorado and what was the other state back east, uh, Maine. Maine, that dropped him from the ballot, which I think is total bogus. Well, banned him from the ballot. Banned him from the ballot. Yeah. yeah, he he. And and the thing is, is those states, I believe, have already 
printed them. So even well, if he question. goes to court, we need to look that up because I thought that, um, and maybe we'll do that here in, in a little bit. So when when is usually we print these things weeks before, right? Because you've got mail in, you've got a mail in uh, mail in ballots. So like mm-hmm. March March nineteenth is the Arizona uh, presidential primary, but it's it's most people get mail in ballots. You right? get your ballot probably six very end five of six weeks. No, because so, you can change party registration up until February twentieth, okay. thirty. 30 days before the okay, primary. But so still, right after that, then they'll mail the ballot. S- still, the ballot's got to be prepared beforehand. So even if... Oh, yeah, they got to be And I fully, yeah. I expect, and, and if, if they don't um, see in favor of Trump on this issue to get him back on the ballot, uh, I think that's insanity. He hasn't even been charged with anything when it comes to uh, the constitutional issue yet. He hasn't uh, been charged with anything regarding the constitutional it, issue it, and it, nothing in Colorado. Well, well, exactly. The issue so, was in D.C. If it was, but will he? Even if he wins that battle, which he should, <laughs> is even on the ballot then. So, and what is that? How does it? should be hearing that this week or next? I, I've lost track of the date. No, it's but, in February. It's, it's oh, they it's, pushed it's out early, to February. It's early February. But oh, it's coming okay. up again. I, I gotta jot all these down and, and fact check us. Yeah, yeah. Don't please. don't hold me all this. I'm doing it by memory. I can't type <laughs> in Google quick enough while we're doing the show. Um, but it's. Yeah, what's going to be the state in just in those races, um, in just those two states that have already said, hey, you're not going on the ballot, which I think is so irresponsible of the, those um, so-called representatives. And it, it's almost like they want a, a, a revolt. It's almost like they want a civil war. A, a civil war. And when you look at it, and I, I really do believe more and more people t- are talking about this. If Trump wins, which he does have a good shot of winning because people are so disillusioned by, by Biden's insanity and his uh, feebleness and yeah. the inflation that's going on, how bad is it going to be for this country? Is the left, the lunatics on the left, going to burn this place down? Because we saw it when Trump became president the first time. They went nuts. Absolutely, Absolutely nuts. nuts. Are we going to be seeing burning cities? Are we going to be seeing, you know, tenfold worse than what we saw saw in the summer of 2020, the summer of love where they're burning and riding, looting? <laughs> what do you, what do you oh think? Oh, my goodness. Trump, Trump president voted in. What happens to America at that point? So the left is, is so funny and not a good way. So they have a love rally, and then they burn the cities down. Yep. And then they had a woman's rally, and then when Trump appoints a woman to the Supreme Court, they just lose yeah. their mind. Remember that? Yeah. It, Went crazy. Such hypocrisy. Went crazy. So what I did um, regarding the Trump thing, I got online today, and I looked and said, what happens if Trump is convicted? Does the Republican Party have a plan B? And apparently they don't have any rules as far as what happens if your candidate ends up being disqualified from the ballot. Who would think to have that? (laughs) Right? So, because it's never been an issue before. So, I think a De Haley. A De Haley. Yeah, just combine them. It's like Bradgelina or whatever that used to be. I think De Haley is waiting to see if that's what happens because both of them know they have no chance at this point. Yeah. DeSantis knows he has no chance. Haley knows she has no chance, unless they're delusional. But so you stick into it. You stick, you in, stick it. in and yeah. you say, you know, I was the runner-up. Trump's disqualified. It's me. Yeah. So maybe the two of them, maybe in Arizona, March 19th, it does still matter. Maybe they say, I'm sticking around to the convention because I don't know where this is going, even if I'm on second or, th- or third. Yep. You know, maybe that maybe that is the case all the way. Just like there's some people sticking in uh, underneath Biden there that we can't even name because we don't know who they are. Yep. But maybe they're like, hey, I'm, I'm in this. Yep. So why not me? No, and there's no reason for DeSantis or Haley to drop out. Even if they run out of campaign funds at this point, just stay on the ballot, see what happens. And then when it comes around to the convention, 
some people may finance them as a long shot thing and keep them going yeah, financially going. thinking, Hey, this is a long shot, but what if this scenario pans out and then I'm the big donor? Right. It doesn't you know? take and that much to keep going. You know, just to, you know, a little bit of air travel. Interesting times. Stuff. All right. Uh, hey, if you need new blind shutters or shades, and as Mark's told you many times, you lose so much through your window. Like all of it is like barely any protection. Money literally art. goes out yeah, the window. It's literally going out the window. Call my good friends at the Blind Brothers. Been uh, working with them for years. They put all new blinds in my home. They can talk to you about new blinds, shutters, or shades. A great northern Arizona company. Uh, you're in a Prescott area. You're in uh, central Arizona. You're in Verde Valley, Flagstaff area. Call the Blind Brothers. Do your neighbors a favor. Call them right now at 928-634-2423. That's 928-634-2423. Or you check them out online at theblindbrothers.com. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show let's see how we go mark zips on by i've got uh, steve slayton next hour candidate for ld7 so for the house, right? For the house, for the house, one of the two seats. So we'll hit on that. Um, you'll be back later in the week. Uh, we didn't hit on. There's a, there's an un, uninsured issue in Arizona. It's for some reason higher than the rest of the state. We're talking like auto. And we've auto talked a lot about yeah. that today. Um, so when you come back, I want to hit on that. Plus, the um, issue of Taiwan is is Taiwan going to get over? I've been hearing this for years now that they're going to get. And you know, they just had the election. In which the party that doesn't want to return to China since when? When was that? Forty-seven, something uh, like it. Forty-nine, right. yeah, something, 49, something like I, that. You know, and that's where the basically exiles went from mainland China. I mean, why would you even re- reunite at this point? It's been there's no generations left that even remember the before times. So we will hit on that. Yeah, as we well should when we come yeah, back. Let's talk about that. Yeah, later in yeah. the week. All right, you doing some. Uh, some uh, planning for homes, and you do construction. So, is that still kind of hot? Is it? Is have you seen a slowdown? Just like your pulse I'm on that. I'm seeing slowdowns all over the place. Um, all types of things. I think we're if the state budget is any indication, which they were short, maybe who knows, five hundred million to one point six billion. Mm-hmm. That's an indication, a recessionary indication to me, and it's a lagging factor. It so, is, and a lot of there's so many things going on. The funny money, the fun money. Is running out. Yeah. You know, all the stimulus money, oh, yeah. all that stuff yeah. is it's disappearing. And people are being called back to work. There's no more of this. Oh, you got to actually come in now. Remote work you is passing now. away. Yeah. yeah. All right, Mark. We'll see you later on in the week. And stick around. We've got Steve Slayton coming up. If you've got a comment, talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Hang tight. Back in a few. Thanks for listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. Portions of this show may be pre-recorded. And remember, the information provided on the show does not constitute legal, medical, financial, or tax advice. All information is the opinions of the host and his guests. You should always seek the advice of a professional regarding any of these complex issues to make sure all circumstances of your situation are properly considered.
Remember to catch the podcast by looking up The Jeff Orbit Show on your favorite podcast provider, including places like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and more. Also available on Rumble and on YouTube. Just look up Orvitz, O-R-A-V-I-T-S. And remember, the show streams Monday through Friday at 4.06 p.m. right up at talkwithjeff.com. Also available on FM on 97.1 FM, the big talker throughout northern Arizona, and 107.9 FM in the Prescott area. This portion of the show is brought to you by Gettles High Desert Mechanical. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. All right, welcome back. Hour two of the show. Jeff Orvitz here. Happy to be back with you. If you got any comments, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, obviously getting primed into election season in just a second. We're going to talk with uh, another candidate here, this time for Legislative District 7, which is actually my district and a lot of yours as well, kind of south end of Flagstaff, um, over into Camp Verde area, over to Payson, over into the White Mountains, many other points in between as well. Uh, we're going to be talking with Steve Slayton, who is a candidate for the Arizona House of Representatives for District 7, vying for one of the two seats in that race. So we'll get to that in just a minute. And like I said, any questions, any comments, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. I am so happy with the dump trailer that I got from my good friends out at American Trailer Company just north of Flagstaff. Talk about a great inventory. They got a big yard out there with everything from dump trailers, flatbed trailers, uh, the cargo trailers. You go out there, check it out. I think you're going to be really impressed. Plus, you won't have to go to Phoenix and deal with all of that. Uh, you're anywhere in northern Arizona. You can get pretty much about the same price, sometimes lower, and great customer service from this veteran-owned company. And don't forget, no city sales tax out there because this is out in the county. Go online. Check out their great inventory at americantraileraz.com, americantraileraz.com. All right, joining me is candidate for Legislative District 7 for one of the two House seats in that very rural district. Uh, also, last time I checked, a pretty heavily Republican-leaning district, and he is running in the Republican primary. Uh, Steve Slayton joins us. Steve, how are you doing today? Doing great, Jeff. Thank you so much, and all the great patriots in Coconino County, and I'm looking forward to talk to you and chat with the folks. Absolutely. So I guess let's start with this one, Steve, and then we'll dial back, maybe get some of your history and why you're getting involved in this in this race, and maybe the first question here will answer that. What's keeping you up at night? I mean, I've found a lot of times there's there's people that get into this and there's something really grinding at them with what's going on in our country. And I think it's actually a pretty large list that would keep a lot of people up right now. But if you had to pick one, you know, what are you losing sleep over in in, in Arizona and, and the U.S.? Uh, the border. Um, okay. Here we're at the story. Yeah, we get, you know, you know, thousands of people come through and. It's quite interesting. Uh, the number one topic is the border. Just like uh, last night, that was uh, one of the big uh, concerns that the, uh, the great victory President Trump had up there in Iowa. Um, so that's number one issue. And the number two issue, is a lot of people are very uh, disappointed in the Speaker uh, Johnson for not uh, uh, really forcing the issue to get it closed. And um, that, that's the number number one issue. It actually keeps me up at night, too, because you're worried about um, you know, we got divisions of people, uh, military age young men coming into this country. And it just, we all, I think we all know in the back of our minds, 
that something bad's going to happen. And unfortunately, uh, uh, people are probably going to get hurt or killed, or, and uh, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, unchecked uh, invasion that's going on, really, Steve. I mean, you and I go buy a, a, a pack of, I don't buy cigarettes, but if I did, or if you go to buy <laughs> alcohol at a store and, you know, it's clear we're over the age of 21, we got to show ID, but you want to just come into the country, just come on in. Come on you in. Just come on in. Yeah, yeah you, just, you just walk on in. It's unbelievable. How can, you, um, how can yeah. you change it as if you get down to the Arizona legislature? I mean, former Governor Ducey, for the challenges that I had with, with him, he did try to do something at the border, although it didn't turn out good in the end. Texas, they, they're trying to do some stuff right now. I mean, what can we do as a state when it's supposed to be <laughs> the Fed's purview, something they're supposed to actually do? Uh, right, right. You know, it's actually in our constitution to protect the people of Arizona. And uh, last session, they did pass, or I should say the session before, that got signed by Ducey that we uh, folks don't really realize. We have actually the Arizona Guard, not the National Guard. It's called the Arizona Guard. Um, the only thing they didn't finish up was a command structure. And I, I'm recommending, I got Wendy actually trying to work on it right now, is to have the uh, Arizona Rangers uh, they're volunteers, they're volunteer agencies, and they got uh, companies in all the counties uh, to be the command structure. Then once you have the command structure, then you can bring in uh, militias, volunteers, uh, people will be under this umbrella, and then uh, they could go down and actually plug, I call plug the holes in the border, like down in Lukeville. Um, and that's uh, one solution besides just uh, uh, having our own regular National Guard seal it, but obviously that's not happening. They're just down there helping them in, so... Yeah, and it might be hard if you get into the legislature to um, have the National Guard do that because that's under the purview of um, the governor, Democrat Governor Katie Hobbs, and will be uh, right. for the next two years. Right, right, absolutely. And another thing I don't think a lot of folks will really realize is that uh, they could be federalized. And once the National Guard's federalized, then they're under the command of uh, the illegitimate president that's in the White House. And uh, once that happens, he can't even touch them. So, uh, uh, that was really great for the work on getting the uh, Arizona Guard. So that's like our own guard and volunteers to uh, help uh, in emergencies and do things here in the state. It just matters to get the, the command structure there so they get, uh, can be uh, on their way. All right. Let, let's dial back a second here. And I'm talking with Steve Slayton, candidate for the Arizona House in District 7. Um, you, I, I guess let's give a, get kind of your history here. You've, you've got the Trump store in, I believe it's Sholo. I know you served in the Army. Uh, I know you've been um, in Arizona for quite a while, I think since, since the 90s, um, which is a long time considering how many people have moved to the state of Arizona. Maybe give us your quick right. kind of bio here, Steve. Right. Uh, I came over to Arizona, my goodness, I believe it was like 92 or 93, um, and uh, uh, left California, and I was working for a fiberglass company, actually a distributor at the time, and they had an office up at Salt Lake. So I went to the Salt Lake office there, and I was constantly coming down here to Arizona for a lot of the business at that time going on. So the company decided, well, why don't you just come on down to Arizona? So that's what I did. And uh, it was great. Uh, a lot of business here in the fiberglass industry sold uh raw materials, uh, fiberglass equipment, making the boats and spas and vanities and, uh, or, uh, bathrooms. And, uh, it was great. And then, uh, firsthand saw what happened when NAFTA came in. Mm. Um, when NAFTA came in, it actually destroyed the industrial marketplace. And I've seen it as part of it firsthand, seeing the destruction of it. And, uh, that was so nice when President Trump got rid of NAFTA and got us back on a, a good trading, uh, 
prosperity uh, moving forward on it. So uh, I've seen, I seen a bad policy does a lot of destructive items and does to uh, people and communities. It does a lot of damage to the tax structure. Uh, one of my biggest clients was Sea uh, Ray Boats. They were actually down in Phoenix. I don't know if people still remember that. Um, and uh, when NASA came in, they just closed on up. A lot of them uh, went down to even the far south as Brazil and uh, a lot down to Mexico and, and southern Mexico. Um, to get away from uh, all the regulations and what happened and cheaper labor and open open borders for products. Um, so I'm uh, definitely, definitely uh, America first, Arizona first. And I believe to keep our uh, prosperity here and take care of Arizonans first, and mainly like in the uh, energy sector, um, we've seen how that's been destroyed lately. And also uh, putting in more of these windmills and solar farms. And that's going to be destructive to us already, but we do have hope on the horizon on that. Uh, working with uh, uh, Senator Rogers and a lot of good folks over there in the Navajo County, we've uh, got a bill that's coming out to protect the adjacent property owners of these uh, wind farms and solar farms so they have a say. And uh, that's going to be a huge, great piece of legislation that I'm going to be uh, working on uh, with her. Um, I don't have the Senate bill yet. They're working on it right now. And uh, a lot of great folks can try to help start turning the tide on this uh, environmental uh, uh, process that we've seen the country's gone into uh, the last four years. Well, when you get that bill number, just text me because I'd like to, I try to share as many bills on the program as possible, but as you know, there's literally hundreds and hundreds, so sometimes you miss them. So send me that, but basically I'm envisioning, I'm envisioning one of these really big um, windmill farms where they're very, very tall, very huge. And you could have an yep. adjacent property next to that, and all of a sudden your property values in 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 a rural area most likely. And I, I thought about this when I was driving through um, very rural part of Nevada recently, heading towards Vegas, and out in the middle of nowhere there was a house, and next to it there was this huge solar farm. And somebody probably moved out there in the middle of nowhere, thinking nobody's ever going to build here, or there's never going <laughs> right. to be any kind of thing here because it's in the middle of nowhere. That's not the case anymore. Right, right, right. They're just putting them up anywhere. So, like these ones that are going up here in uh, Navajo County, my gosh, you want them 760 feet tall? That's taller than some skyscrapers downtown. And it's ridiculous. And um, so, we're trying to put a stop to it. And, and quite honestly, uh, I did a lot of research uh, uh, on it. And the actual energy is produced by these uh, uh, windmills is only 13%. And the rest of the time, they're intermittent. And the solar farms are only 12%. And the rest of the time, they're intermittent. So, but we're going to be shut down 75% of the time of the ineffective energy supply. Nobody's going to move up here. Nobody wants to develop or, or create jobs because you need the energy. And uh, it's, just, it's just the wrong course for not only Arizona, but the country, in my opinion. Well, where, where do we get our energy from, Steve? I've, you've seen the feds intervene in close places like the Navajo Generating Station, uh, their yeah. war on coal. I mean, we don't have a lot of options here. We have a, a big nuclear power plant, obviously, biggest in the nation, I believe. Is that the way to go? Um, what, what sh- where do you like to see Arizona? Well, there's a couple couple areas there too. I would like to introduce legislation to all the energy produced in Arizona has to stay in Arizona first before it gets sold off. Uh, a lot of these uh, uh, windmills and farms are actually supplying California. They said, okay, we're going to take our land and kill our birds and pollute our land. Um, the energy's got to stay here. But at, um, and then if you have excess, sell it on off. But I think the better way to go is. Uh, um, we had uh, conversations with uh, Supervisor uh, Seymour uh, in Anvil County, and he's got a good idea. He brought up a good idea that I don't think people are really thinking about that could solve a lot of problems in the different little communities is putting in these little 
nuclear power plants like we have on the aircraft carriers, submarines. Um, there's actually a lot of universities that have them for, um, excuse me, for um, training and also for research. We start putting those around the uh, state that could solve a lot of energy needs and problems. And uh, uh, they've been quite, quite safe. You know, they're small. They're not as big as Pally Birdie, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but but help the needs of these different uh, uh, counties and uh, you know, draw companies in because that's what companies want too. They want to have an energy supply that's that's uh, reasonably cheap. And uh, that that could solve a lot of things. So smaller, localized, smaller, localized mm-hmm. uh, nuclear power mm-hmm. going forward. Well, right. if, Steve, if they mm-hmm. want to electrify everything, which I don't think we have a time to talk about all that, you would have to ramp up nuclear power or something that's more consistent than the windmills and the and the solar panels. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, no, yeah, exactly, absolutely. So <laughs> if we did it all right now and they forced everybody on there. Um, it just wouldn't be able to, to happen. Yeah, I'm still waiting for Mister Fusion from uh, Back to the Future. That hasn't that one hasn't no, quite worked. Yeah. That hasn't yeah. quite worked out yet. Fusion. Yeah. Okay. Let's right. get into some other uh, issues down at the legislature here okay. in just a second. Talking with Steve Slate. Okay. Steve, hang on just one second. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Let's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Get your comments in uh, right now. Hey, if you get a rock chip in your windshield, remember to call my good friends at Diamond Auto Glass. They'll take care of you. Make sure that chip gets repaired and gets you on your way. Uh, Mark was just talking last hour about he got a big one and it spread to the rest of his windshield, the crack. You know, he's watching it grow as he's driving. Uh, You get the Diamond Auto Glass and get that chip repaired quickly. It stops it from spreading. Diamond Auto Glass, great northern Arizona company, uh, right there on 4th Street in Flagstaff. Stop on by or give them a call at 928-779-4140, or go to thedifferencesclear.com. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. I'm really happy that we've switched over to Allstate Insurance Agency. Eric and Lisa Boatner, for a couple of years now, we've been moving policies over there, saving us money, which has really uh, been a challenge with a lot of people getting hit with a lot of huge insurance increases. Plus, some companies don't even want to insure in Arizona right now. It's crazy, especially in some of northern Arizona counties with fire and other issues. Call Eric and Lisa Boatner. Uh, they've been able to save us money. This is a great uh, a great company here that they've had they've had their roots in northern Arizona for decades and decades. Give them a call right now at 928-774-8722. That's talking with Steve Slayton. He's a candidate for the Arizona House of Representatives. There's two seats available here. This is for District 7, um, a pretty heavily leaning Republican district. And as of last count, I counted four Republicans that are running for this seat. I could be wrong. There could be more at this point. Um, But a bit of a contentious race, um, at least, Steve, between you and a former state representative. And you guys have had kind of a a court battle back and forth um, for, what, the past year? Uh, and you recently had a court victory. Why don't you back us up and tell us what's going on here? And that's um, former state representative Walt Blackman, who um, is running in this race as well. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Well, what happened, uh, well, there are six people running now. 
Oh, uh, six. Texas wow. Public. Yes, yes, the six of them. Yeah, I'm going to so, be busy. Uh, All right. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be busy. There you go. Oh, yeah. That's right. You get Isabel to busy on it all. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so basically, what, what happened, um, uh, Representative Walter Blackman, uh, we helped defeat him against Eli Crane during the congressional race. And uh, over the years, um, we've been really monitoring a lot of this really bad legislation. And so I was constantly on him about that. And, uh, put in the paper and uh, social media and things of that nature, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, he co-sponsored 61 Democratic bills. He introduced ranked choice voting. Uh, he was for the Homo Promo bill. Um, so there's just a lot of bad, bad legislation. And so after we got him uh, defeated, um, we said, okay, he, Walter's gone. Okay, he had his chance. He's gone. Um, we got Eli in, and then he decided to run for the legislature again. And I told my wife, say, you know, I got to get in there and uh, help defeat him again because uh, if I could get in there, I got to, uh, like, one, two goals, help Wendy with good legislation. That's what we need and fight this uh, Tommy Hobbs, as I call her. And um, that's the reason why I jumped in to the race in running. And what happened, he uh, went ahead and filed an injunction against me and basically came up with all the stuff that I was harassing him because what I saw harassment is when you – expose somebody for their bad legislation. I guess in, in his mind, it's, it's a harassment. So he filed an injunction against me, tried to shut me up. And it went on for about, oh, eight months. And I had to appeal it. It went to a lower court or a magistrate court. And uh, they, uh, the, the judge there actually ruled and said, oh, I'm going to keep the injunction in place. And I, was, and I was really going nuts during that time period because my lawyer kept throwing out all these um, Arizona state statutes and regulations and everything else. The judge was just ignoring them. I'm going like, what is going on here? I was re- really going batty on it. And then afterwards, I found out, I don't know how many people know this or not, but uh, magistrates and um, um, the other folks in that line, they don't require a law license. I'm going, what in the world? And, and so now you got, you got people who basically all they need is to be 18 years old, and be able to read. And now you're a magistrate. And they're going like, how many people have gotten screwed over the years by these people? You can just have a buddy and go in there and you're going to win, you know? Where, and, where was um, this, by the way, Steve? Uh, uh, oh, this is uh, Mesa. This Mesa. Down okay, Mesa. okay, okay sorry. Uh-huh. No problem. And um, so uh, I, that, that's the, the good lining out of this, the, the good stuff that happened. I didn't know that. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. And uh, I was telling Wendy, I said, you know, when I get in there, we need to change this. Uh, that way the, these uh, magistrates have uh, uh, skin in the game, have no law license, and they could possibly lose that. And when I appealed it, and I won the appeal, the uh, judge, superior court judge, um, he said, yeah, there's no evidence. And he reprimanded the lower court for allowing it to even happen. Um, so he voted completely uh, in my favor, and I'm going, you know, how much – time spent and wasted money. I spent a lot of money and uh, defending myself. And it, it was, uh, I was, I was so shocked that these guys don't have that law licenses. And that's one of the things I want to do. I want yeah, to correct that. I, I never uh, heard of that mm-hmm. either. So, so this was back yeah. it just last month, the de, uh, December of 23 mm-hmm. superior court threw out the injunction based on uh, lack. I'm reading here, lack of evidence right. and a judge sided right. with you on that. Okay. So, right. Obviously, um, with six of you in this race, pr- pretty heated with um, the background, I guess, especially that you and and um, Blackman have uh, going forward. Um, but what what are some of the? Let's get 
into a couple of the big issues here because obviously mm-hmm. when people run, they want, hey, I, you've already said it, hey, I can do better. I don't like the legislation that you're throwing out here. You've mentioned some of it on the border and things like that. What are a couple what? other things like, hey, I, if I was only in the legislature two years, man, I need to get this done. I mean, give me a couple bullet point items here. Okay. Now, what is one of my main goals as being if I'm blessed by the folks uh, uh, to become the representative is protect our rights. Um, I felt firsthand through this lawfare that somebody's trying to take my rights away, my freedom of speech. So I want to protect all of our rights. Um, and, you know, you see, everybody sees the lawfare is going against uh, President Trump, Terry Lake, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I deal with it firsthand and uh, I want to make sure that our rights are protected. Um, I, I remember a while back, I haven't followed closely enough. There was a gentleman there in Flagstaff where the council wanted to uh, shut him down because he's going to run a Second Amendment uh, ad where he's showing his <laughs> AR. That's a, yeah, b- that? that's a buddy of mine, uh, Rob Wilson at Timberland. Oh, he was, really? he was, oh, he, he was run, He's a regular contributor here on the program. He was running ads at the Flagstaff Airport, and all of a sudden, after years, they said, we don't want to depict anything that depicts violence, and they shut him down. Yeah. <laughs> but Goldwater stepped in, <laughs> and the city, uh-huh. couldn't, the city had to stop all advertising because if they advertised other people, they would have had to advertise him. But sorry, Steve, come uh-huh. on. Yeah, no, no, crazy. That's, that's great. It's crazy. crazy. No, uh, right, right. Because I, I talked to some folks over there, and uh, I had some meetings over there in Williams and stuff. And I said, you know what? There's one way to stop a lot of this type of nonsense is in the legislature. You can say, okay, you want to mess with our our, uh, our rights and our God given rights, and then the Constitution. You know, not only the state but the, our federal Constitution. So how about we just defund you for a while till you change your mind? And uh, I, I always uh, maintain this: get them in the pocketbook. Um, and another another issue that came up too is that you know how all these gender books and Marxist books are getting these libraries. Um, a lot of that is done by the president of the library association. Mm. Now she put out, yeah, you know, just well, she's a character. I'll tell you what, um, she put out that she wants to put in these socialist and Marxist books in the libraries. And come to find out, each state funds them a million dollars, so that's fifty million dollars a year. I said, well, hey. Why don't we take that million dollars here in the state of Arizona and let's put it into an area that is needed, like in the DPS training, get some more uh, DPS officers, um, and just don't give them the money. And and get other legislatures around the state to do the same thing and start hitting these people in the pocketbook and uh, try to get them to change their ways so we get them replaced. Yeah, so, you, uh, you might be on to something there, Steve. I mean, it, nobody, a lot of people don't care until it's the, it's the pocketbook, you know, and right. unfortunately money talks. Um, in, in the mm-hmm. end. Okay, give me give me one more you'd like right. to hit on. We're kind of short on time, but I'd love oh. to hear one more. Oh, okay. uh, right. And, uh, another thing I'd like to do is uh, also uh, uh, be heavily involved into the budget pro- uh, program. For years, they constantly put in the budget, and I know you're a big hawk against these people spending. Um, they, um, they put this estimate in there for for example, is it okay? We're going to do an appreciation for eighteen uh, percent this year. So they put the budget up eighteen percent. It's like, wait a second. So where do you think that money's coming from? Uh, I'm a small business guest, uh, owner. You guys are. Um, we're tax collectors, and um, I know exactly what's going on. This past year, we're down thirty percent. So that means revenues down thirty percent. So the projections should go out, and the budget less thirty percent of it, uh, revenue coming in. And it's just basic little common sense. So I want to work on that and, and really try to get these guys rethinking as a business, okay, and use business models versus goes, oh, my life is great. Let's put another 10% appreciation under the budget. And he's like, well, wait a second, you know, who pays for that? Us. Yeah. And yeah. the tax collectors, 
And uh, so that's an area that I want to work on as well. The budget, yeah. And as you know, they're whining about the quote-unquote made-up budget (laughs) crisis where they're going to have only the third highest budget in Arizona history (laughs) at the end of all this. So predictable outcomes here. Okay, Steve, I appreciate the time. Uh, I look forward to getting you back on. I mean, we've got some time till the primary, you know, until August. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd love to get you back on as especially we get closer. Um, People can get more info info at steveslaytonaz, steveslaytonaz.com. I will put a link in yep. there. There's a, you have a, a good site, and there's a lot of information up there, including your history with the Trump store, which I encourage everyone to look up as well. Steve, uh, best to you, and we'll talk with you again real soon. Uh, I do, and thank you uh, for talking to you, Jeff. I'm looking forward to the next time. And, uh, oh, there's just so many issues that are going to be tackled. It's uh, unbelievable. Uh, so, we, uh, we, could could spend, we, could, we could spend eight hours. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we could. All right, Steve, appreciate it. Talk with you soon. Hey, me too. Thanks, Jeff. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, get those comments in right now. Try to um, see if I can bring Olivia in, in, in next and uh, share some of your comments. Always love doing that. Don't forget uh, Sportsman's Bar and Grill. It's Taco Tuesday going on right now. Uh, head on over there. I actually was there earlier and uh, got some great – I got a fish taco and a um, – what did I get? Carne asada taco as well. Great tacos, something always great on their $4 menu. Stop on by Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Uh, great drink specials as well. Hang tight. Don't go anywhere. More to come. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. All right, welcome back. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Olivia joins me. We'll see if we can hit a comment or two here, which we haven't done in a few days. We always say we will, but now we, we will. actually will. This will happen, I promise you. This. Uh, first one in just a second is actually from the YouTube channel, and you can look that up. Let's just look up Orvitz, O-R-A-V-I-T-S. Look up the YouTube channel, subscribe, and Rumble as well. We got a lot of hits on that video yesterday regarding the Coconino County Recorder's Office and the Elections Department. This issue of uh, joining, a, subscribing to a group that, uh, according to Watchdogs, Election watchdogs is more left-leaning. Get to that here in just a second. Remember, if you need to get your heater fixed this time of year, get it fixed quick. Call Gettles High Desert Mechanical. Family-owned company, Brothers Adam and Ted Gettles, been servicing HVAC units throughout northern and central Arizona for many, many decades. Uh, they also do plumbing, and I've heard some rave reviews about their plumbing services as well. Knock on wood, I haven't needed plumbing services in a little while. Stuff but that if I, you did. Yeah, if I did. I mean, stuff I've been able to do the basics. And when it gets more advanced, I'll call Gettles. Uh, call them up. Here's their number if you need service on your heater or plumbing. 928-567-2200. 928-567-2200. Or go to Gettles, G-O-E-T-T-L-S, GettlesHDM.com. Let's hit that YouTube comment before we run out of time. And then people are like, you didn't do any comments. You don't, you don't follow through, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this time they can't say that. Unless I cut you off. 
true, like you just did. <laughs> we have one from Adam. Congratulations, Coconino County, for being the only member of the Alliance in Arizona. But clearly our elections are pure and 100% legit. Apparently we don't need the paid personnel in the Coconino County Election Department. We can just outsource the work. Yeah. That's just a question. Okay, I have a series, and I want to give Coconino County Elections Department, Coconino County Recorder, a chance to reply to the very detailed, very well-researched, very long article that um, my guest from yesterday um, from The Federalist talked about. Um, And that's uh, Sean Fleetwood, who wrote an article about the affiliation that they have at the recorder's office with a, a what watchdogs call left-leaning group, right? And supposedly, according to Sean's article, and he was on the program yesterday, check out that Rumble video, check out the, check out the, the podcast if you missed this, because I think this is important. Not supposedly, but Coconino County did subscribe to the Alliance, I'm doing air quotes here, which gives election support. They used to do it they used to hand out like grants and stuff to pay for it. So they would actually give like the county's money and stuff like that. It was a very complicated issue, but bottom line, they're subscribing to a company or a nonprofit or I don't even know if they're for profit or not. I shouldn't even say it. I'm not sure, but the group is called the Alliance that gives election support. You know, it could be as much as helping write uh, pamphlets that go out uh, technical support. Sean pointed out that they, was, there was also emails on Earth that uh, showed lobbying asks of Biden, like, hey, go mm-hmm. do this. So to me, I don't want any of that in my elections offices. And I'm kind of surprised. And I asked the recorder's department, I'm waiting for, a re- that she, she received the, Patty Hansen has received my email and said she's answering the questions that I have as far as follow-up. Um, I, I did ask, and I'll see what Patty says about the, even if this, this was of the best intentions, <laughs> to subscribe to a group that then is labeled as left-leaning in a world where many, many people have concerns about election integrity and interference in, in our elections. Even if the best intentions were meant here, the optics are very, 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 very bad. And I think it's poor judgment to bring any group into our elections. It really is. Yeah, it sounds what, completely unfair. Yeah. What are they? I don't know quite what they're thinking here. And then it was approved as far as the funding side by the county board because county board runs the, 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 the money side of the equation. So I don't quite get at the minimum if I was being super non-suspicious. Uh, <laughs> If I was having one of those days, if I was just like, okay, let me just be, think the most positive here at the minimum. If you think that if you in your heart of hearts actually thought this was a good idea to bring in an outside group and not vet them really, really, really good and make sure they have no political affiliation at all or leanings. I don't quite understand the judgment on this one, uh, but I want to give her a chance to reply. Things, of yeah. all of the things to not get involved in anything else, you would think voting would be the one thing that you want to keep like uncorrupted. Super squeaky. It's what's supposed to be special about us. Yeah, super squeaky clean. So just of all the things. Don't get it. Don't get the optics. I'll let her respond. I'll let the recorder's you know, office respond as well. But I don't think I like it. 
<laughs> and and uh, who is that? Uh, Adam? Adam. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate that. And we'll, we'll see what happens w- with all this stuff. And love to hear from you. You can comment right in the podcast. You can comment on YouTube, comment on the videos. We're doing Rumble as well. Um, or send the old-fashioned way. You can send a good old-fashioned email. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. And Olivia will dust it off. And usually within <laughs> one hour to one to two weeks, we'll, we, we'll get to I promise you we'll get to it, right? I read them all. If nothing I read else, we all. read it. Yeah, we read it. So that, that's, and then I'll incorporate it. It's in my thoughts. You got it in my brain, you know? So um, the topic there you will go. likely be present. There you go. Uh, let's see here. Uh, last night, yeah, the Iowa caucus, Mark Howitt and I were talking about it earlier. <clears throat> it's dry. It's a dry time of year. My throat's just <laughs> yeah. getting crisp. Um, My skin is. Is it disintegrating? Yeah, it's it's. Uh, you know, you know. I'll talk about this in a second. But my mom came back from. She was over in Greece. She says she could tell right away. Uh-huh. The moisture being sucked out. Oh, I remember that with Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hawaii. All of a sudden, you're drinking five gallons. Well, yeah, I was like, wow, I don't need chapstick. Yeah, what's what what's is that this all? magical That's, place? What is that stuff in there? That's called moisture. Moisture. <laughs> it's a foreign term here. <laughs> Today's word of the day is moisture. All right, so Trump last night um, in his win at the Iowa caucuses uh, thanked senatorial candidates and former gubernatorial candidate here in Arizona, Carrie Lake, um, for her efforts, I guess, and also said that she will make – this is an exact quote. I'm doing this from memory. That she'll make a great senator for the state of Arizona. And what people are reading into, and I think it's a safe assessment, is you're going to do great in Arizona, and she is not the VP pick. Yeah. You know, That's so. What yeah. Yeah. And I, I wonder who the VP pick is, because Trump says he's already picked the person. He already knows. Um, I, I, the suspense. The suspense. <laughs> I mean, he'll, he'll let this go for a while. I'm thinking Chrissy Nome. Christy Nome of um, South Dakota, governor of South Dakota. I'm thinking that it might be her. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, but then again, it's, it's like you get DeSantis and Haley clinging along here for a long time before, you know, they eventually have to drop out. Maybe they go all the way to the convention. We'll see what happens next week in New Hampshire. I guess it's possible it could be one of them. But DeSantis has said outright he will not be VP. Haley, I guess, I think would love to be VP. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. Don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Let's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. All right. Um, Isabel or Olivia. Wrong daughter. Sorry. Don't you hate when I do that? Whatever. Whatever. Um, There's a bill being run at the Arizona, introduced in the Arizona Senate by Senator uh, TJ Shope, SB 1047, updating Arizona's animal cruelty laws because the previous ones, I guess, were pretty vague. Um, and they wanted to clear that up. We'll see if this makes it through the, the process. But it clarifies things like this. And give me your thoughts on this, Olivia. It seems like common sense stuff. Uh, cruel neglect means fail to provide, fail to provide, failure, I would put. But anyway, to provide an animal with all of the following. F- originally, it just said food. It's <laughs> <laughs> just food. I hate that we need, okay, I hate that we, I hate that we need laws for this stuff. It's like treat your animals good. Mm-hmm. Don't put them out and forget about them, you know, and they're just barking for three days. There's a lot to do with dogs, right? But food given, and they added, given daily. Okay, right? I know. Right? I mean, I wasn't thinking monthly. That, I wonder if it would specify what type of food. I'm wondering if animal abuse is those really bad pancakes <laughs> we eat <laughs> I, I Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Um, 
We, we may have a bit of a disaster. We may have performed animal abuse on, on, on our dog Addie here. She wasn't quite the same. She was. She she did act a little weird after. Like, how could you feed me that? Oh, tell the story. I mean, you you decide okay, to okay. Don't go into too much detail. I but won't go we into had too much okay. Detail, go. There was just this um like boxed pancake mix that I always love making stuff from scratch. I hate boxed stuff. Not a box person. I was supposed to use it. Mom told me to, and she's gone. And I was like, oh, I'll make her so happy. I'm going to make these pancakes and Owen was begging for pancakes and they just like I mean it's the kind where you pour in the mix and you pour in the water you can't really mess it up they were just like wrong a dog could mix this thing oh yeah yeah a toddler a toddler I don't know what it was with those but I poured them on the griddle and I was immediately like hmm like the griddle almost (laughs) sunk to the center of the earth where like as soon as it hit heat it increased in 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 density I don't know how it had like yeah it was so dense it was like it was adding mass like collecting it from the air i was like there's no way i don't know how this is this thick i don't get it it was a brick it was not a fluffy like a literal brick it was not a fluffy pancake i took a bite of the thing i took a bite of the thing i was like terribly wrong my gut hardened So what did I, I do? We got to the chickens, naturally. Oh, they loved it. They eat they, anything. They like to find. Yeah, I don't think that's animal abuse there. But I, I threw one out like a Frisbee to Addie, and she devoured the thing. Yeah, she <laughs> was cut. I, I think it sunk to her stomach because um, she was like so uh, lethargic the rest of the day <laughs> that even when she got in the car, she usually jumps in the seat. She wants I know, the, she the view out the like window. sitting on the she floor. She's laying on the floor. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, we're talking about a serious subject here. So, get, yeah, given food that's appropriate for the species, that it is fit for consumption. I mean, that As makes, in not pancakes. Makes sense. Yeah, they might want to add a clause about bad brick pancakes. <laughs> I think she liked it. She probably would have eaten them all. Um, water. It used to say just water. Now it says water that is suitable for drinking. Again, how I guess they're looking I mean, on I the enforced. On Look, I guess water. somebody probably put out water and never changed it, right? Mm-hmm. And then they... They went to court. I'm just assuming here, which can lead you in trouble. And then they went to court and it was like, well, it said water. It didn't uh-huh. say it had to be drinkable. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, just stupid. Another <laughs> animal abuse problem on our end. I got to see water, Addie's water and she's licking this block of solid ice. <laughs> <laughs> Owen broke it and we poured more water in, but then it froze again. TJ Shope is a, a, a Southern uh, um, uh, senator. I mean, by mm-hmm. Southern Arizona and, and warm. Um, yeah, there's, yeah, water that's not frozen <laughs> solid that the dogs don't sit there and lick and their tongue is raw. I mean, that's things we got to think about up here, right? That's our dogs are inside, you know, so, but we have outside water as well. Mm-hmm. And in winter, it's like, yeah, good I luck. Mean, she had good luck with inside, that. But. Um, for an animal other than a dog that primarily resides outdoors, access to shelter, because it used to just say shelter, that is necessary and adequate. Um, there's a lot more here, and I, I'm fine with, yeah, getting, um, this kind of thing taken care of so we don't have animal abuse out there it's sad that we need this kind of stuff that you need to know but it needs to be specified like clean water yeah and and so that way they can at least enforce it one thing i do hate is it really like people get a dog and it's outside for the rest of its life and all i hear is it's barking all night because it's a miserable dog right just outside bark and you're like really really anyway um We'll see where that where that one goes. One of the many proposed bills down at the Arizona legislature, and um, there's literally a, a thousand or two thousand bills that get proposed every session. So we'll, we'll continue to follow them through the process. Hey, how about a good steak? You like steak, Olivia? I do. Who doesn't like steak, right? The Rodeo Steakhouse in, in Williams. Uh, get a great steak there. Uh, you know, it's they've got the salt and pepper steak. 
I'm getting really hungry now. I know. What the have you salt done? and pepper steak at the Rodeo Steakhouse, 950 North Grand Canyon Boulevard. That's right by the Ramada uh, Inn, uh, right there in the main drag. You know where I'm talking about. Uh, head on out there. Dinner time right now. Get a good steak. They've got tons of other stuff on the menu, too. Check it out. Uh, great steak. Um, chicken dishes as well, of course. Uh, but the salt and pepper steak, absolutely excellent. Excellent. And you know I love a good steak. I Throw know. in a good mashed potato or a um, um, baked potato there with all the toppings. <laughs> oh, Stop man. Stop this torment. Stop on by the rodeo steakhouse. Maybe make a plan for this weekend. You want to take a little ride and get out, you know, out of wherever you're at, Verde Valley, Flagstaff area. Williams is a really cool town to walk around in and um, check out all the shops. And they've got a lot of stuff over there, too, with the um, Arizona, for example. Uh-huh. So the rodeo, then take a ride out to the rodeo steakhouse, get a great steak. Again, 950 North Grand Canyon Boulevard, the rodeo steakhouse, 950 North Grand Canyon Boulevard. Hang tight. Back in just a minute. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show i do want to stress that olivia has a natural i I think it's a natural ability, and, and you had to learn this stuff as well. Where is this going? Cooking and baking. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you're just good at it, especially baking, at cookies and things like that. So for you to fail at pancakes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That isn't like a, that was not my fault. Yeah, I don't know what was in there, but there must have been some kind of some factory kind of- error. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I went on to make pancakes from scratch, of course. Yeah, she did So that, that we had like food to eat. Yeah. Those are fun. Yeah, but you know, she, I mean, I, I, you could market your baked goods, um, cookies and brownies. And, and In fact, are you making, do I have anything coming up? I've been on a bit of a, like, avoiding sweets thing. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think a cookie qualifies oh, as no. sweets. I think that's cookie one of the is, main um, food groups. Very nutritional. Especially chocolate chip yeah. cookies. So maybe <laughs> you can get on up there and... Make some cookies. I was going to make muffins. I'd have um, breakfast to eat school mornings, but okay, well, I work. could be persuaded to reconsider. All right. That'll, that'll work. How much will this cost? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it for today. Thanks to um, Mark Howitt. Thanks to um, Steve Slayton. That interview will be po- um, podcast posted here in just a few minutes. So we'll keep our election section going, keep bringing candidates in. Another busy show tomorrow, of course. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, hit that subscribe button right now. We'll take. I want you all to take care. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. Portions of this show may be pre-recorded. And remember, the information provided on the show does not constitute legal, medical, financial, or tax advice. All information is the opinions of the host and his guests. You should always seek the advice of a professional regarding any of these complex issues to make sure all circumstances of your situation are properly considered.
Remember to catch the podcast by looking up The Jeff Orbit Show on your favorite podcast provider, including places like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and more. Also available on Rumble and on YouTube. Just look up Orvitz, O-R-A-V-I-T-S. And remember, the show streams Monday through Friday at 4.06 p.m. right up at talkwithjeff.com. Also available on FM on 97.1 FM, the big talker throughout northern Arizona, and 107.9 FM in the Prescott area.